All right, man, you got your chains out and stuff? <laughs> you got to flex on the fam like that? Bro, this is nothing. <laughs> this got, is like some $40 crazy, chain. That's man. What you mean? That's crazy, bro. Man. It's he is episode four. <laughs> You really got to, like, this dude be starting a pod. In when, the building, bro. And his partner not. In the building, bro. Oh, yeah. What we wish we knew about sex. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie to you. I took this whole title from uh, the Perry's podcast. I'm not even going to cap. <laughs> I don't even care. I said it. You did. You did. Uh-huh. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Before we get into that topic, though, how you been, bro? I've been good. I think it's gonna be an interesting topic. No, no, it no, is. It's no, gonna be interesting, no, one, but bro, no. How you been, bro? I've been, I've been Why good. You just gloss over that. I've like been that. good. I honestly, bro, I've been like today. I'm so tired. Yeah, I've been like the past few days. I ain't really been sleeping that well. I feel like the Lord's been waking me up. Uh-huh. And when times like that, I just be, you know, I'm like, okay, God, I guess you want to talk. So we've been talking today. I woke up at two a.m. Wow, and. I don't know. I think I mentioned it to you. When I wake up, I'm not, I can't just go back to sleep. Like I'm up and I'm up for a while. And then maybe after like five hours, then maybe I can go to sleep. So yeah, I was up at two. I mean, I had to go into work today. So I just kind of just got up, showered, try to wake up a little bit, whatever. But I'm good. I'm tired. I came came work, fell asleep, woke mm-hmm. up and was like, it's time to record. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing good, man. Yeah. I'm doing it's good. Clean, this world Thanks, bro. I, I appreciate it. I ain't gonna lie, this is from H&M. Yeah. I'll let you know where it's from. It's clean. The pants, too? Pants from PacSun. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the chain eat. from Johnny Dang? The chain. <laughs> the chain. Man, they're from, I think they're both from uh, Crafted London, I think. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's not, it's not like, all. it was like, it's nothing. It looks I'm good, trying to be bro. like you when I grew up, man. No, I ain't got nothing on. So you got you back with the hoodie. You remember hoodie. how you started off with the hoodie? Yeah, I'm gonna bring it back. You can bring it back. Yeah, I, f- I seen one at the. I, I was shopping a couple weeks ago. I seen one. The gray hoodie. Mm-hmm. Let me know. You, you guys remember Nick from the gray hoodie days? Uh, a few probably do. I feel like most don't now, but really? I'm sure a few do. Really? I remember when I first started wearing clothes that weren't gray hoodies. They were like, "Yo, what the heck?" Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, I've never seen you no, without a gray hoodie on. Like, yeah, like it was a, a crime or something. Yeah. Like, bro, like chill out. Go to trademark the gray hoodie, yeah, man. What I'm saying, let me get a little drip or something. That was a little drip or something. Well, Look, um, what we wish we knew bro, about sex, bro. Brush yeah, I got a brush, bro. Give me my brush. This guy's brush all in the. Do you see how this man just disrespected me? He just threw my your brush beard, on the for your beard or your head. It's for both, oh, bro. Snap. And hey, you ever bro. used to like rock the waves? I used to. You used to rock the waves? I still do. You you went through like so many hairstyles, bro. You had the dreads. Bro, look at my forehead. Waves. Dipping. You know what I'm saying? Dipping. <laughs> <laughs> when we met, when you met me, I think I had, I had like longer hair, right? Mm, yeah. It was never like the little like two or whatever. No, no, no. Okay, I must have just I think you started. still had a burst. Okay, I must have just started growing on my hair. Yeah. All my life, I always had short hair. It's crazy. Yeah, you still had a burst when, when we first uh, met. Bro, I'm going to tell you guys, burst fade Nick is- I didn't like it. The craziest Nick I've ever seen. I didn't like Crazy it. in a good way. That's the like best it. hairstyle I've seen on you, bro. I didn't like it. Burst fade. Nick. If you don't know what a burst fade is, look it up. It's that was the I was like, dang, bro, this is your hairstyle. This is your <laughs> this hairstyle. This is you. <laughs> this is you. It was dope. We both had burst fades too at one point. That was hard. Yeah, it was it was pretty hard. That was hard. It was hard. It was that hard. That was hard. But I like I like I like the look you got though too. Nah, That's I appreciate good. you, bro. That's good. I appreciate but you. But I'm bro. good, man. How you doing? I'm chilling, dog. Yeah. Chilling. Just yeah. you know. 
spiritually, physically, all that. Yeah, I'm straight. Amen. I'm doing good. Amen. I'm doing good. Amen. Let's get into it for the people, man. Let's get into it. We wish you about sex. Man, this goes deep. Yeah, what is it what what does the topic mean to you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, That's a good question. So when I, I think for me when I you know, when you when you said you know it's be a good topic, I you know, I agree. I think it would be. I think especially in the Christian community, it's kind of like and it depends on how you're raised, though. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't raised, like, in a Christian household, right? I didn't, I mean, I had two religions in my household. I didn't grow up going to, like, vocational Bible school or all that stuff. But I hear and I can see how, because even in my household, like, sex wasn't necessarily, like, th- like perceived as something that was, like, cherished. Like, it's like, you just wait for it, but it's not like it's a bad thing. It seemed like it was very, like, condemned. Mm-hmm. It was like, don't do it or else God's going to get mad at you. And if you think about wanting to do it guys will be mad at you and it's very just got this religious connotation to it yeah when we really got to understand that it's actually like a beautiful thing that god blesses humanity with because he created sex Mm -hmm. you know he created it to be intimate because he knows and he made it to be a like a confidential thing that brings people together in in a way of connecting that is like literally nothing in the world so because it's physical but yeah i think it's physical but also like in a sense like you know, I don't want to say spiritual, but it's it's more intimate, you know? Yeah. So it's like combining just relationally sitting with someone, like having that intimate conversation and just having that love, but it's also combining that with the physical attributes. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. And, and God, I think was intentional about that and knowing the, you know, the ramifications of what could come from it. Mm-hmm. He says, Hey, you know, you want to do it in a, in a safe space where you're, you're married. And, I think that's why, like, there's a scripture. Um, I'm just going to read that real quick, and then uh, we can maybe talk about it. But mm-hmm. um, shoot, one second, one second, one second. I got to find it again. I think it was in Exodus. Um, yeah, it says, so this is Old Testament, but it says, if a man seduces a virgin who is not engaged and lies with her, he must pay a dowry for her to be his bri- to be his wife. And it's like, no, you need to make sure you cover her as a wife because that type of intimacy that you've now shared that we just take for granted, thinking that it's not having ramifications, it is. Um, God knows what he's talking about to making sure it's like, no, you gotta be, you gotta be like binded to that person. Like you gotta make you gotta you gotta go the whole long the the long road with them. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I wish I wish I knew because I had a very worldly perspective of of sex, and we can talk about that. But mm-hmm. let's um, talk about it relationship wise, or like a you know Christian wise, religious wise, if you want to say. I don't like that word religious. Um, I think it's always been like hush hush, and it's like condemned. When I think that shouldn't have been the approach as well. You know what I mean? You're, you when it comes to the conversation of sex in general. Yeah, like in the Christian community, like from what mm-hmm. I hear, from what people are saying, from when they grew up, you know. You know, you growing up in high school and stuff, and yeah. they grew up in a Christian home. But I think me, I mean, you grew up kind of in a Christian, probably more of a Christian home than I have. I don't know if maybe you can maybe talk to it. Or... I don't know if I would say that. I mean, yeah. we we went we went to church a little bit, but we fell off for a long for years. Yeah. Um. But I think it, it probably has something to do with like just from a parental standpoint when you feel like you're talking about something. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, even if it's like a in a don't do that way, you're still creating like interest and intrigue in your child to mm-hmm. possibly want to, you know, dabble into that thing, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. My parents never really had like the birds and bees conversation with me. Like yeah. I, I never got sat down and say, you know, this is how you make a baby and like X, Y, Z. It was weird, but I feel like I just kind of like knew. Yo, same. Actually. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. Like you already knew how it kind of went yeah. down. Same. Yeah. That is kind of weird. I don't know how I, I don't got know that how, from. Yeah. I don't. It's, but it's weird. I and will, I pretended like I didn't know. I pretended too. I pretended yeah. too. But I will say this. I don't know exactly how old I was. But I did start watching porn at a very young age. Really? That probably has something to do with it. To mm. where I felt like, oh, I already I already know. Because, like, yeah. how could that act not, yeah. you know. It was just weird. It was like, I yeah. seen it. And I was like, okay, things just, like, clicked. Yeah, you put two and two together. I put two thing. and two together. But I think from that moment, my perception of sex was warped. Because mm. it's like, I see it in this context of, like, porn. But mm. I don't really know what it's you what it's supposed to do. I, I see the pleasure yeah. aspect of it. But I don't see, like, the bond and the relational aspect of it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, how it was intended to be. Mm-hmm. So I carried that, you know, viewpoint with me throughout most of my life, to be honest. Mm. You know? Mm. But it's weird. I kind of just like knew from the jump. It was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But from a church standpoint, yeah, nobody ever really talked about it. Schools would talk about it. Yeah, of course. Like sex ed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, bro. (laughs) I'm not joking. So when did you learn sex ed? Like when did you have that? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. If I remember, I know I had... Did you go to middle school in San Diego? Uh, No. Uh-huh. I went to middle school in like Riverside County, uh-huh. but well, it depends. So it depends what you call middle school. Cause my elementary school was actually, when I was in San Diego was kindergarten through sixth grade. Yeah. So, but then when I switched to this other school in Riverside County, I went to middle school, but it was, um, oh, excuse me. I mean, yeah, it was when I went to middle school, it was six, seven, eighth. And that's like probably how, how your school was. Mm-hmm. But my school, it would have been seven, eight, ninth was middle school. Mm-hmm. And then high school was 10, 11, 12. That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. So when I, so I probably would have been in middle school, um, in San Diego, but I was still in elementary school in sixth grade. It was okay. K through six. It was so weird. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was in Riverside County, and then I moved out here to San Marcos at the end of eighth grade, and then was in high school. Uh huh. But um, but yeah, no, we. I think they did some kind of like sex ed thing. I think in elementary school, if I remember, mm. when I was probably in, you know fifth grade or something it was like something small but i do remember in high school they did something where like someone had to like give birth or or they would watch someone give birth yeah it was weird because it wasn't no like education behind it you, the teacher just put on the screen and we just watching it it was mm-hmm. it was just like weird and so like you said like a lot of it's talked about in school but is it talked about like in the way that it should be because yeah. you know that's the school is obviously ran by the world yeah um so we're gonna get the wrong aspects of it not the the god not the god perspective of it well from like a a school aspect it wasn't even like don't have sex it was just Mm -hmm. like these are the potential consequences if you do choose to have sex stds pregnancy like that type of stuff yeah it wasn't even like wait to like have sex it was like if you do then Mm -hmm. use a condom and you know just know that you could still get stds and like stuff like that i do remember that actually yeah you know what i'm saying like it 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 was kind of it almost made me want to do it more Really? Because it was just like on all of our minds more. Oh. And that at and that point going... in high school, like, man, it was crazy in high school. Like, girls were like giving BJs and a blowjob, like type stuff. Damn. In middle school, in middle school. Damn. In middle school. In sixth grade. That's crazy. Giving BJs in the bathroom. My best friend, he came out, he's like, bro, I just got, you know, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In with, middle with, school? 
Yeah. That's crazy. And I remember her name too. Dang. Sweet girl. I'm sure she's still a sweet girl. I'm sure she is. But it's crazy, like at the such a young it. age. Yeah, yeah. Such, at such a young age. And you know, like, you know it has to be worse too now. Oh my gosh. You talking about her? No, just in general, like the young age. Like oh, yeah. Kindergarten are doing this stuff. I mean, just look at the progression of like porn, bro. Exactly. Like I remember when I was growing up, like porn was like I, I think I found like a little like tape of something mm. and I, it was like a vh like vhs tape or something like that mm. so it, it went from like a vhs tape to like a magazine to like something i was like, like i was like tricking on my like psp like you know what i'm saying oh, like what? trying to find something up my psp <laughs> oh like, snap. yo you had a psp you was a cool kid i had a psp it got stolen though but i didn't have a psp i got it back though okay. i got it back yeah, yeah you got but, it back yeah, the it, I'm sure it's, it's a lot crazier tricking now. Tricking on the PSP, I forgot. Yeah, I was tricking on PSP. That. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> Clearing the history. It was wild, <laughs> oh no! But look at the shame at such exactly. a young age. Exactly. Like bro. you know something in there. Like this ain't right. I can't it's let not my parents right. know. Or nah, maybe I never it's did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nah. Oh, she's probably that. watching it now. She's like, yeah, like, but you know, she yeah. probably knew. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. It's so crazy. Like, just the the misconception of it. Like back to that, man. It's just like. Mm-hmm. Even like for me, so we talked a little bit, I think, before about how like as you get older, and I think maybe this is due to the absence of being talked about it in a way that it's not so condemning, but yet still like, hey, you still should wait, but here's why you should wait. Here's yeah. what it does. Here's the spiritual ramifications of it. This is what it leads to. Like, And we see the damage that's done off the route because of it now as an adult, but as a kid, you don't really know. And but you need to have that relationship with your children and just that trust that I think a lot of families don't necessarily have, um, which is a whole nother thing. But I think um, for me, if I, I think the biggest distortion, I think as I got older was feeling like I was like more of a man Mm -hmm. if I had a lot of partners. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because I know deep down that I didn't even like really believe that, but I had to adopt that belief. Yeah, You know what I mean? And I don't know, after you do it for so many times, like, you know, have that mindset in your head for so long, then you're just like, okay, you're trying to become that mindset. But deep yeah. down, you're like, that, I don't want to rock with that. Because I remember all my life, bro, I always I always wanted to wait till I was married. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because I did have a really good relationship with my parents, um, even though they didn't talk about, like, sex, like, where it's like, how it's actually a positive thing, not a condemning thing, but you still need to wait. Yeah. It was really much like you need to wait, but it was very like, I was just such a good kid. I always listened to my parents. So yeah. I, I, I'm not even joking. Like I trusted them with like everything. I was like, okay, they said it's a wait. Like I'm just going to wait. Mm-hmm. And I literally was like, I'm going to wait till I'm married. Mm-hmm. But then I would like do other stuff. Like I mentioned the other time, like in high school, and that was just only like one thing. Um, wasn't no like... <laughs> You said BJ's, like, we want none of that, but it's just, you know, whatever. Like, and that was like my senior year or whatever. But, like, as I try to make it a a thing, like, I want to wait till I'm at least like in college. Like, mm-hmm. now I moved the line a little bit. Yeah. And you notice it's because your desires start to come a little more in high yeah, school. Like, yeah. bro, it's like, it's like you fighting them demons. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's on you. And I was thinking, like, as you, I told you I woke up at two in the morning. Mm hmm. I was thinking about, um, cause you know how I talk about like the healing ministry and like there's different like traumas that you go through that you need to kind of like go back and face and break those those bondages by mm-hmm. putting you know pleading Jesus over it. Yeah. 
um, I go back and I try to think of the time I was ever exposed to anything like sexually. Mm -hmm. And if I go all the way back, I can remember when I was in elementary school mm -hmm. and I went to a neighbor's house that I didn't even like know. And we were playing hide and seek in the closet and it wasn't even like sexually, like it wasn't like all the way, but it's like for kids stuff, like I was like, I had to be at like in fourth grade. I was like really young, but I was, I was getting like felt up on by this girl, like mm -hmm. in the closet, we we're both hiding there. And I, it's so weird because in that moment I felt like, I can't explain it, but like I was like receiving a demon is what I can probably say. Like I can feel like a spiritual thing shift. Yeah. And I think from that moment, like as small and innocent as that is, like that was the seed that planted into all this other stuff and slowly I'm being desensitized. And now I'm like, okay, I listen to what my parents are saying, but now like, no, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in college. Like, well, I'm gonna at least I'm gonna feel like a good person if I waited till high school. Yeah. And then I waited all through high school, of course. But then you waited I, all through high school. I did. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, man. You probably was you shocked about that, huh? <laughs> I told you I went crazy you in college. You waited all through bro. high school. I mean, all through high school. But I I I didn't. I I I told you the first time I did it, I didn't want to. I, bro, you capping? What? You waited all through high yes! school? Yes. I waited all through high school. Were you, you dating in high school? Um, yeah, I had, I probably had, I was dating, uh -huh. but it wasn't like we didn't do anything. We were just at school and we just would hang out by the library, you know, yeah. like, you know, um, I guess we like kissing stuff in the library or whatever, but yeah. no, like as far as like having sex or whatever, I waited till I graduated high school and I lost my dream that summer of high school, wow. like after. Yeah. And I didn't want to, I felt like pressured Yeah, and I kept saying no, which is so crazy, bro. I kept saying no. And it kept making every excuse like no, 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 you, no, it's fine. Okay, well, I was like, oh, inside you're... of you, or... no, I, 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 verbally, I was like, nah. No, you were saying no, but yes. what do you mean? Like inside of you was no, making her every excuse? was making. Oh, this... she was making. Yeah, every she excuse? was like, yeah, like we was uh... at this like party or whatever, and everyone's at the house or whatever, and everyone's leaving, and then her mom is still there, which is weird. You know, the party, your mom's there. Like to me, I, I don't know, whatever. I'm not. I'm not. I into never that kind of parenting. Yeah, like I, I mean, I just it's crazy because a lot of people would do that, and it was like, oh, we're, my family's and kids are safe here, blah blah, but. I get that, but you're letting your kids do all the things like drinking and all Drink that stuff. Drink and smoke and have, you yeah. know, guys up in guys your up daughter's in your... bedroom exactly. and stuff. Yeah. Like, but you think that somehow makes it better because you're there? You're there. Yeah. Like, no, like you need to just still be not there and your kids not do that. Or if you're there, at least let your kids not be doing that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But we was out there like, we were doing crazy stuff, but her mom was still there and she was like, um, oh, let's go to my room, blah, blah. I was like, no, your mom's here. Like every excuse. Oh, okay, no, okay, well, okay, well, we can just go over here. And I was like, no, and excuse. And it kept escalating, escalating, escalating. Okay, well, let's just go out to the car then or something. I was like, uh, okay, now I got to, and I'm pushing the line, I'm pushing the line. That wasn't and her then, first time. No, it wasn't, no. Okay. But it wasn't, but she wasn't like out there like that, I don't think. But yeah. it was mine. And bro, it was just, I, was really I got. feeling you, it sounds like. Yeah, bro. And that's another thing. And that's what I want to talk about um, with the distortion of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um. I knew she was feeling me because deep down, bro, like, <laughs> it's. I think it's wicked. I think it's manipulation, I think, on my end. Because, well, let me, I'll finish the story now, talk about the manipulation thing. Um, yeah, after I got, after we did that or whatever, I literally felt like, what have I done? I just lost my virginity. Yeah. Over somebody I don't care about, and I told myself I wanted to wait, and so because I did all that, I was like, well, it's gone now. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
I might as well just explore and get better at this or something. Yeah, bro. You broke the seal. I broke already. the seal. You might as well and keep pouring. Exactly. <laughs> and that is a lie as well. And I yeah. think that's how the devil gets you. Yeah. Too. Because like, you know, <laughs> it's crazy because like he'll bring you to all these temptations and he'll leave you there. And then now you're dealt with, you know, the mess afterwards. And then also it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, oh well, it's not you were tempting me though. Like, oh, it's all you, bro. You on your own. Feel that on your own. Yeah. Like the devil will never come for you. You know, that's just I don't know. It's just crazy. But uh yeah, we'll talk about manipulation piece, but anything you want to add, like from your end? When did so you waited like oh you I guess did it in high school, huh? Freshman year. That's crazy. You were yeah. fourteen, bro. Maybe yeah. thirteen. I lost my virginity freshman year. My girlfriend, so she we were the same age. Um, but I think if I'm not mistaken, she might have lost her virginity in like eighth grade. Yeah. I don't want to put that on her. Maybe it was freshman year too. But I know she had a boyfriend before me that mm-hmm. she lost her virginity to. And we all went to the same school. And for me, it was like I felt like less of a quote unquote man, even though I was a boy. But I felt like less of a man because like my girlfriend had an experience with somebody else and we go to the same school. So I felt like, bro. I got to get even like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's my girlfriend. Yeah. So we did it. Um, bro. And it's like the same feeling that you said, it's like, I lost my virginity and it's like, and it wasn't even worth it to be honest with you. It's not, man. Like it was, it was like, it just felt, it really felt demonic. I didn't have the words back then in in the spiritual maturity to understand it. But looking back on it, it really did feel demonic. Like even the process of like losing my virginity and that whole process of like just having sex at that age and the purpose and the mind frame that I was in while I was having sex, it was just completely off. It was completely off. It was for all the wrong reasons. Like, yeah, we liked each other. Maybe we even loved each other. I don't know. We were young. But a lot of it was fueled by, like, jealousy. Mm-hmm. If not, like, 90% of it was fueled by jealousy. And probably, well, yeah, I will, we'll say 90% was fueled by jealousy. Mm-hmm. Like, there was obvious, like, attraction. And, you know, I was, like, I wanted to, like, have sex because I was watching porn. And I want to mm-hmm. see what it's like in real life type of thing. But mm-hmm. after doing it, I was like, this is not even worth it. Like, mm-hmm. I should have just saved it for real. Yeah. Because it's even weird because in that moment, I knew I'm not even going to be with you forever. Man. Like, I, I already you knew. knew that, yeah. As soon as we were done, I, I sat back. I was like, I'm not even going to be with you. Like, it's not even worth it like that for real. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So It's crazy how, look at both of our examples. And I know there's got to be people like that. Like, for you, it was jealousy that led you to it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like pride like how can you be a man and refusing it and it's right in your face yeah as much as i've been refusing it the whole like, time you gay or you something? know it, literally i've had girls tell me i've that. literally like, girls are you t- gay or something I'm like bro no, i you just had don't too. want to i literally had that <laughs> yeah. with bro this girl from high school who i was crazy about mm-hmm. but she didn't like me because i wasn't one of them like gangster dudes or i wasn't like out there partying and stuff because I didn't really go to any parties in high school. Like I'm telling you, like mm-hmm. I was just cool and stuff, but I wasn't like out there smoking or n- I didn't do nothing. I was yeah. just like trying. I was like, I told myself, I'm gonna go crazy in college. I'm gonna go crazy in college. But as we got older and now, like now we're in college and stuff, and now you know that girl was still around and stuff. Now she would like try to shoot her shot and try it. I'm like, what? You remember in high school you wasn't like feeling me or whatever? And she's like, ah, oh, whatever, blah blah. And it literally was like people were like, it was like it's so expected that you need to say yes. Yeah. Like I'm just some 
animal, like some dog that's just gonna take whatever. Yeah. Every bro, no, every single person I've ever been with, at least maybe like maybe two, but every single one was like an upstanding person. Like it's like if something happens, like hey, at least we can probably figure this out. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like randos. So mm-hmm. I was I had that conviction at least because I was instilled in my by my dad, like from a young age. That's another thing. Um, he actually really taught me how to like respect women and, and all that stuff. And I think that's where the manipulation comes where I was going to talk about. But mm-hmm. um, it was like, yeah, like she would go around and tell people, oh, this dude must be like gay or something. How come he don't want to like do it? And it's like, what? You literally have like three kids right now. Mm-hmm. And like you obviously make bad decisions because all of them are like with these dudes that are just literally in jail. Like, you know, like all this stuff, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to be tied to you. Like, yeah, it it was it was just no, but yeah, they were going to, and that's like literally some kind of like it tried to put shame over you for rejecting that. Mm-hmm. So now you're like doubly in this whole mind thing. It's mm-hmm. just nonsense. Like the world just making up their own rules, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it's that's crazy. But yeah, you said it felt like demonic. That's crazy. It did feel demonic. Uh, when did you ever like? So when you got first introduced to like porn and stuff, mm-hmm. was it, because for me, it was because I didn't know anything about that until I heard it in school. Mm-hmm. And then it made me like, well, what are they talking about? Like they was talking about, oh, like doing all this. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what is that? It's like, you don't know what, what is this? I'll never forget. It was in that school in, in Riverside. Mm-hmm. And that's when they like opened the door to like other stuff. And it was like, it's just a crazy stronghold, man, that the devil knows if you get these kids early, it's... It's you got them, mm-hmm. you know. It's hard to beat. Um, you gonna say like when did I like first stumble across? Yeah, like when did you first? Yeah, you said when you were like twelve or something. But I don't know necessarily like when it first began. Began mm-hmm. it probably like you said it probably has something to do with like my friends at school like talking about it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I remember I stumbled across like some type of tape or magazine or something. It might have been wow. like in the garage or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think I remember I just kept it for the longest time because it wasn't like I didn't really know how to get on the internet and like watching and stuff like that. So I like kept it for the longest time. And then like I remember I think I like lost it one time and I was like fiending. And so I would just like get like <laughs> magazines, bro. I would get just like Sports Illustrated magazines, like not even like porn porn, but like bikini like type stuff. Yeah. And I would like do it to that. I know what you mean, bro. I would do that thing with music videos, actually. Same. Yep, music and videos. And it's not too. even like bad. Like they're not like, but it's like that's the closest. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't believe. It. <laughs> I can't believe we're the same with that. But that's how you know you're like just I. Uh, oh my god. Bro, I was a slave to it early. It was literally. That's literally you're a slave. Like mm-hmm. you're in bondage. You I'm have like, control. How of can me. I just get a little piece of it? Oh, bikini picture. All right, bet. Let me close the door. Let me get this off real quick. Like it. Oh, it was like gosh. to that level early, bro. Like yeah, early, early, yeah. early. I'm trying to tell you, it's, it was yeah. it was early, and it did kind of shape my. It shaped it, it shaped my reality with like girls at that time, because I mm. did. It kind of made me a little bit more reserved um, mm. when it came to like okay. talking to girls and stuff like that. Okay. 
But it was weird because I don't know. I'm not trying to like brag or nothing, but I just always had girls that just like me. Yeah. So it wasn't really like I didn't really have to do much. Yeah. They they naturally I just always had a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's like I I was always in those like awkward situations where like I had a girlfriend, but we never talked. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like we would never talk. We would like awkwardly maybe like hold hands like, yeah, like kiss stuff. I was always in those situations. And I'm like, I don't even know how I got in the situation in the first place. Like, I really didn't like you like that. But, like, I had a problem saying no. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it was weird. But from a sexual standpoint, um, I feel like looking back on it, and I was talking to Stephanie about this, like, being married and having sex, and when I was single and having sex, Mm -hmm. it's crazy how different those experiences are. And it makes me think, wow, I really should have saved myself until marriage. And Stephanie was saying the same thing. It's like, wow, I wish we would have really like saved ourselves until marriage because this is such a unique, different experience right now. And at, like as we're married and we did it the wrong way. Yeah. According to God, we did it the wrong way. Just imagine if we would have did it the right way. Yeah. The fullness of that experience of having sex with my wife Mm. like bro and that's where it's like man y'all if you can make it a point to save yourself until marriage please please like for real yeah like for real but look at that well no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say but look at that though look how god still redeemed it though he did like it's not like it's if you did like there's no condemnation as far as you'll never have this type of joy like when you mm-hmm. do get married start now and just say you know what no like i'm starting now i'm gonna commit to like purity because i do and that's not to say that's gonna be guaranteed though and that's a whole another thing that we need to talk about yeah. just to you know that it's gonna be good or whatever but just that intimacy piece like yeah. god still can redeem that yeah so it's just amazing to hear like how god can still re- you know redeem it you know you, you claim that you know i did it wrong mm-hmm. um but what were you gonna say well, um, Sorry, I, don't I don't know what you think about this, but from like a porn perspective, mm-hmm. do you think somebody who has never had sex like physically, but they've masturbated to porn, do you think that person is considered a virgin? That's a good question. Uh, that's a good question. So I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would say, like, just normally in my mind, I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I try to think about it, because you know I me, mean? I'd be thinking too deep and spiritually and stuff. I mean, if you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, mm. then you commit adultery. And adultery is actually, like, that's just, like, that's, if you can commit adultery without physically doing it, then it must be that sex just has a spiritual component to it. And, so it's like as if you actually did do adultery, which is the physical thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. What do you I would say no because I would say no, you're not a virgin. Oh okay. from my perspective. Okay. Because like you're you're playing with your sexuality. Not from the standpoint of like you're playing like, you know, day and like same sex, but you're literally playing like with your sexuality. You're watching other people have sex and you're right coming to it you know what i'm saying like like it's just from a purity standpoint maybe you're a virgin from the standpoint of the world 
Yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah. have anything to back this up scripturally, but from a purity standpoint, I don't see that as like you're still like pure from like, you know, saving yourself until marriage standpoint, from like a mm. holiness standpoint, because you're watching other people have sex. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. mimicking that act, however it may be, and you're, you know, coming you're, to that act. Yeah, you're joining in that session. You, you I guess, are. Yeah. No, I I think I guess maybe not look physically, at, but yeah. spiritually. Yeah, could you know? that be another deception thing that God? I mean, the devil puts on us mm -hmm. because again, it's it's all the spiritual components of it. Like, oh no, you didn't do it, but you can just be addicted in it this way and still try to feel like you're doing this. And again, yeah. that's you can't get into that. Could us get into legalism and and all that? But mm -hmm. that's a good question. I never thought about that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's it's tough. Like sex is so tough because. Uh, on one hand physically it's so enjoyable and even though like sometimes we know and i'm speaking like you know my not married self when i was like not married and stuff like that it's like even though we know it's not good to do it's like bro it's difficult to like break free from that bondage sexually and i think that's like why it's so important to like flee from that mm, that type of sin because you almost start to become comfortable with it it's like you're you you're convicted, but it's like your comfort outweighs your convictions when it comes to that because the the pleasure that you're experiencing is kind of like minimizing your conviction in a way. At least for me, that's what it was. And it was like, man, this is kind of becoming problematic. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Okay. So when I got married, I thought like I didn't think anything was gonna change sexually for real, to be honest with you. And the first time we had sex, like married. I was like, what the heck? Like, not to sound weird, but I'm like, bro, is this like a different person or something like that? Like, it, it just every, mm, it just felt different, bro. That's amazing. And she even said the same thing. And, but she said the same thing like weeks after, like a couple weeks after. It wasn't like immediate, mm -hmm. but she looked over at me. We we're in the car and she was like, you know, like, I didn't think it was going to be different, but like, it was different. And she even said, she was like, I don't know if people would believe me if I were to say that it would be different, but like it really is different. And I was mm. like, I agree with you a thousand percent. And I don't know how to explain it, but it's mm. just different. Mm. That's amazing. You know, that's amazing. That's good. That kind of goes into like back to, to a lot of the, so like the things I wish I knew about sex, like, you know, back to like the distorted view of things. Mm -hmm. So I, so you mentioned, you know, it's different and all that. And, and I mean, it, it is. And I think even, because, again, I'm not married at all. So I don't have any type of, like, knowledge of that type of difference being there. All I have is just my relationships that were when I was out here in college and stuff. Mm -hmm. And even after college. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, like, it's crazy because, so, you so you know, you obviously don't believe that I was, like, you know, a virgin all through high school. Because you know about all, like, the stories I have and stuff. But all that is all stemmed from like being brokenhearted and, mm -hmm. and all that. And that just made me say, like, really forget it. And remember, at that time, I was, like, trying to learn about the Lord, too. So I'm over here saying I'm, I would say that I was a Christian, very, very baby, still struggling with the world and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, but I would notice that, because, I, you know, I'll tell you how when I had my last relationship or whatever, um, that was, like, my first, like, real relationship like it was real mm -hmm. it wasn't like these high school ones where it's like awkward or whatever it was like one of those things where we were very like open like it was like 
there's no judgment with me or you. You can say how you feel. Like, we had great communication. Like, we fought a lot, though. It was crazy toxic. But at the same time, it was, like, vulnerable. It was very vulnerable. Yeah. And I noticed, and this is where the distortion comes, because I had, like, many partners or whatever. But when you have a partner that's, like, you have that vulnerability with, mm -hmm. it's kind of like what I would have imagined. I don't know. Because, I, I mean, this is, like, what, 10 years ago. But I imagine that that's how sex could have been if I was married because I'm doing the things that a real married person should do, which mm. is to be vulnerable and transparent with one person. Mm -hmm. Like when I was with this person, like it's crazy because you'd still be in college and stuff. And yeah, you'd see like other women and stuff, mm -hmm. but it's so weird because in the back of your mind, you're still like, but that person is still like the most beautiful person ever or like whatever. It was, it's like a weird thing, but that was on, that's where the distortion comes because it's like, I knew I felt like I shouldn't be doing this. And she was like always trying to do it. Mm -hmm. Like always. Like it's just, it's like, it's crazy. Cause like it felt like it was like a sort of bond or whatever, but yeah. it was always better than any like partners I had when I was in the world. And I thought in my mind, well, okay, this is obviously because you doing the things that, you know, cause when I'm like with someone and all that, like I'm very like, I'm a listener. Like I'm very much like, you know, treat people well and I'll make them, I always try to make an environment where people are comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then when that person's comfortable, then you're comfortable. You have conversations, you go out, you like spend time, all that stuff outside of the bedroom. So that way when that happens, that's where it's like, you feel relaxed and you feel comfortable. Yeah. And I know that's what people say. And that's where the struggle is. And why I hear about people in marriages that don't have good, you know, intimacy like that is because of other things outside the bedroom. Yeah. So I was always conditioned and grew up in that condition of nurturing that stuff that was outside the bedroom. So that way, when it does happen, it's always been great. Yeah. But that was the distortion in the lies that I was told by the enemy or not the lies, but that taste I had not under the covenant of God. And you can see the intimacy of how deep that was and the pain and how crazy it was after we broke up. Mm. It was crazy like this girl literally went crazy mm. like and i know i did that to her because mm -hmm. i didn't honor her and i told her i'm trying to honor you and she would be like what do you mean why would god tell you to like you like i literally was trying to do a fast right one time and i was yeah. like i want to fast and we're elite we're for sure not doing that and she's like she got mad because she was like oh god made you fast from me like it was a mm. weird thing in her head that made it seem like that was us being intimate like yeah what why would god do that and it's like you're no like that's the we shouldn't even do that in the first place and yeah. i'm trying to make myself better again i was a baby christian like 21 or whatever like oh you think that's doing something but it was where i started you know everyone's on their own walk yeah but it was like little things like that but it she went like i don't say crazy but i meant like i made her crazy like mm -hmm. i did that i damaged her after i broke up after we broke up yeah. and all that i mean and she lost so much weight and i know i did like she would have toxic things we, we break up on and off she'd be screaming out the side of my balcony bro like at two in the morning after i was just like after you broke up uh no this is after like when we'd have arguments and stuff oh, like i know yeah. like because i was very manipulative at times and this is what i want to talk about too because i i always and again i this is like a it's a gift and a curse i think i've always knew how my goal with getting to like that type of level with people is I always like, bro, I was always a gentleman my entire life. I'm not even playing and I'm going to tell people, I'm telling you, nice guys don't finish last. 
Simps finish last. I don't know what else the word to use other than that. Mm. Simps finish last. You need to know how to like see them. You're being fooled, but you need to treat women with respect. I'm mm-hmm. from my experience and from what I've seen, they will go and initiate things. Mm-hmm. Most of the people I've ever been with, it's because they initiated it because they felt comfortable. And my goal was to make them comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was gonna happen if you're comfortable. Not. And if it doesn't happen, I'm the type of person where I'm literally okay with that. And it's like genuine. Like I'm just trying to get to know you and have a good time because in the back of my mind, I don't want to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. But of course, one thing leads to another, one thing leads to another. And it's always initiated by the, by to me, it was like the woman because they were so comfortable. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of them weren't like Christians anyway. So, but that's where the manipulation piece was because I knew in the back of my mind, I, you know, obviously I would kind of want that, even though I, my flesh would want that. I spiritually am trying to grow in the Lord as a baby Christian, not trying to do it. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I were going to do it, it's at least going to be better for both of us because you're comfortable, I'm comfortable, and it's mm-hmm. always better when it gets to that point, a hundred times better when both are comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I saw the damage that I was doing because every time, and I talked about this on the last podcast, yeah. many times she would cry. Yeah. And it wouldn't be crying because of pain. It would be because of that intimacy. And I'm like, because oh, it was so intimate. Because it was so intimate. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh my gosh. And I know it's not because, I mean, it, it's a lot of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. It was the safe space I provided. It was me being a gentleman. It was me having communication, me being honest, all that stuff. So I know mm-hmm. the tools that literally I think biblically you should be doing as a man yeah. that will fix any type of issue with that. Like when you're married, yeah. but you got to wait till you're married because if you do that, and I really believe as a man, it's, you need to lead this. And it like, I really just believe that. Like and you mentioned it last time, how men need to have self-control on that one. Uh, I think last episode, maybe yeah. the one before the last one. Yeah. I really believe that you need to have self-control and it's a lot of men that's trying to force that that next step on women and then now women feel like they have to do it and now they're not vulnerable now they're or now they're not comfortable and then so it's like how could you, how could you even want to do it if someone's not comfortable like it's just a, a whole thing yeah but but if you so that's where i saw myself and this is my own experience you know of course but i saw that that's a form of manipulation though for me yeah because i knew what i was doing yeah and then so yeah you know and i don't and it's that's why it seemed like a lot of things would end bad because I knew that it was different because I was always, I knew that I was different than the, like people say, oh, I'm different, I'm different. No, I knew I was different because my dad told me how to act and how yeah. to treat women. Yeah. And it led to me being how I was. Yeah, yeah I'm, you just gotta be cool too. Like just be like, a, like, be yourself, but be respectful. I'm telling you, they'll they'll come. Well, I mean, that that's the challenge mm-hmm. because if you do all the right things outside of the bedroom, mm-hmm. If you because intimacy starts way before you even get in the bedroom, it mm-hmm. starts like opening up the car door. It starts with like communication. It starts with comp like compliments. It starts Just with consistency. Consistency, yeah. yeah. Like intimacy is it's way before you even like get into the bedroom, and that and, and like really, us as men operating as masculine men and treating a woman right, like you said some women naturally they're gonna just want to give it to you you know what i'm saying and that poses an issue because it's like yeah you want to be a masculine man you want to treat women right and respectful and and all the things you were just saying but it does pose an issue because like there's 
might be some women who are trying to throw it at you. Mm-hmm. And now, like as Christians, and I know there's probably Christian men, well, I know for sure there's Christian men that are listening to this podcast. It's like, okay, now once you're in that situation where she's trying to throw it at you, that's the temptation. Now, how, how do you handle that situation? How do yeah. you handle that situation with communication yeah. and not, you know, just striking her down and, and making yeah. her feel like shameful mm-hmm. or, you know, embarrassed about, you know, being vulnerable being with vulnerable. you? Yeah. But how do you also, you know, not fall into that temptation and that's Mm. a struggle in itself yeah you know i think god helps with that too um because again if you're so this with non-christian women and stuff and i say that because again i'm looking at my experience but Mm -hmm. that those are examples i'm talking about people that weren't christian women yeah not every woman's like that yeah yeah but there's i mean but i've had that with people again early on and stuff like all that like that would probably say they were baby Christian as well. Mm-hmm. They were still learning. But I noticed that in those times, and I think this is the grace of God, it wouldn't be like how it was with other people because I think we both had that conviction deep behind our, in our mind that we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. We're leading in our flesh. So yeah. it wouldn't be like a crazy good experience like how it would be with maybe like a worldly person or even like when myself and I'm trying to disassociate myself because you can just tell the body language and things like I know you're not comfortable because we both know what it is we shouldn't be doing this and we now found ourselves here and now it's too late and we feel Mm. like we need to keep going because it's already here when really what we should be to do is just say wait a minute can we just stop it's too awkward it's too awkward but why is it awkward if it's awkward then you shouldn't be having sex because you should be able to be open and vulnerable with whoever you're intimate with because that's a very intimate action i think the majority of like people who are having sex Mm -hmm. well maybe not majority but i think everyone can point to a situation where they were like doing something Mm -hmm. that it was awkward yeah. And maybe it's like we shouldn't have been doing it. But like you said, it's like, bro, it's, it's we're like already, already here. It. I can't seem awkward. I can't seem weird. Exactly. We're going through. It's just it's just crazy, bro. Like you read the Bible. Like, I mean, I don't know if Adam and Eve had sex beforehand. I think they did. But it said they were naked and they had no shame. Mm-hmm. They were naked. They had no shame. That is what you need to establish first before you even have sex. And the only time I think you can really establish that to go into having sex is when you're married because there's no shame when you get married there is no games i'm i'm my real person you're your real person so that's why i know there's hope that's good and bro. god is blessing Jeez. that he is blessed he created that Jeez. you need to have no shame and there's no shame outside the bedroom everything no shame with your finances no shame with how you eat no shame with how you dress no shame with how you speak no shame with what you have desires of no or like you know like to aspirations oh you want to be a bus driver no shame all around no shame and that's why again that's why i'm always big on like you know we talked about like living with each other beforehand and all this stuff like oh i gotta yeah. see if you know we're compatible first or oh i gotta see if you know i gotta test it out people have sex beforehand they literally say this literally and it's christian men that say this too that mm-hmm. would say they're christian men i need to have sex first to try it out first even women say it yeah. i've had christian women back when i'm literally trying to do that with me and i'm like no and i said you know no and it's like i'm like no <laughs> yeah i'm like no i'm i'm not a baby christian no more like no yeah um it's not say people fall i don't know come to, you know but yeah absolutely. um but it's just like no mm-hmm. if the fact that you come in with that mindset you're missing it yeah I'm trying to build all this other stuff around so that way when we come to this covenant, 
we know there is no shame. I am so, I'm telling you, bro, I always am trying to frame that framework. Mm -hmm. There's no shame. Oh, you need to freaking let people know about me and you need to like say this stuff about me and I need to be mentioned in these rooms and you need to talk about, why do you care about other people think? And I, like, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's deep. And it needs to be an establishment where we know that we're confident in who we are. That goes in every area in life. Adam and Eve were naked. They had no shame. If you have shame with your husband, you feel you can't be yourself, that's an issue. You need to talk about that. That's going to affect your bedroom. Those are all, these are all things that I feel like I've learned from a worldly way mm -hmm. that I can see biblical things to it. And those are things that I wish I've learned. Um, you know, well, obviously, I wish I just didn't do it. Like, I am promise you, bro, I wish I just didn't. I wish I just didn't. I hear stories about, like, you know, some of my Christian friends, they'll say, like, you know, they hear about um girls talking about the ones that waited till they're married like because he you know one, one friend of mine works at a hospital like these nurses and stuff and she just talking about how amazing it is with her husband mm -hmm. and it's like well, she was and she was a virgin and it's crazy because again that's how one you have no imprint on other people first mm -hmm. of all and besides all that it's going to be whether you have imprint or not that no shame we're in a marriage if you take it seriously and to know that you are becoming one yeah. and i'm being honest and we have communication there's it's gonna be great and and then if it's i mean again i'm not married i don't i don't know but in that when if you do get married and there's issues you need to be able to have no shame to talk about your issues like hey i'm not feeling this kind of thing i think that should be okay yeah and it should be receive okay both ways it just yeah. should but we need to also have realistic expectations and that's where the issues of like you know porn and all that stuff comes in where i think a lot of people know that that's a whole nother category but i don't know like i mean i, I don't know what um, do you mean a whole nother category like how about how people are just like like how important like there's no like rejection oh like, yeah you just, it's just automatically like oh oh hey and it's and sometimes important it's like the woman's the dominant one like the yeah. more like you know or whatever like I don't know like it's just I feel like it's all lies and just like how people are doing things like I feel like it's just it's just all it's got to be lies because if it is or if it was truth then, then I don't know it's got to be mm -hmm. and and I'm remembering from when I was watching it you know so well, I think it just sets people up to have a false expectation yeah and I think people just know though that it's false right or I no? think they do but at the same time it's like you kind of bring that into oh, okay the relationship sometimes and you kind of like maybe you trying to mimic and act like you know play out different scenes and different stuff mm, like that okay, like okay. i'm sure that plays a role for most for some people at least yeah um but so, so okay then there's that piece and let me know what you think mm -hmm. i wanted to ask you about it but i, was, I don't know if i'm asking you but now it's on my mind so i'm asking you <laughs> do you think when because you're married so i can i mean i'm on you know all that stuff about these roles that you're talking about, do you think all that is still like, that's okay? Like whatever we do when we're married, like how we do, like all that stuff. Again, not with the whole bringing other people and all that, but like it's just me and you. Like do you think anything goes like when you're married? Sexually? Yeah. Define anything. Like, I don't know. Like it's like as if you can't like, do you think that like, you can't like you has to be like vanilla? I don't think it has to be vanilla. Yeah, I but I don't think your girl should be out here pegging you or nothing oh. like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think it has to be vanilla, but I think it still has to be like 
<laughs> it has to be respectful and masculine and like as God intended. Oh, I didn't even think about I don't that. Think I guess should. I should have thought about it. I didn't think about it. Yeah. That's why I said define well, anything. Yeah. Well, but I don't think it just has to be missionary yeah. just the same yeah, time, yeah. the that's same, you know, stroke. Nah, because like, I think that's please a, your woman. Yeah. Well, I asked <laughs> I ask that because I think that's another misconception about when you're in the world and when people tell you, like, when you're growing up, your parents tell you don't have sex, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. And then when you do hear about people that are married that did it the right way and have sex, you automatically assume, oh, it's vanilla, it's bad, it's it's not exciting, it's just we're doing our duty. You know, well, we can't we're still fun. humans, though. Exactly. You know? okay. like, it's yeah. not like we just get married and automatically we just lose that desire to, like, want to please thing. or be pleased you know what yeah. i'm saying but yeah like yeah keep you, it respectful keep it the yeah. way that god intended yeah. like there should be i think there should be like desire there yeah and if you read this song a song or like you know song of song or whatever that you oh if yeah. you read if you yeah he listen to all that i'm like oh yeah wait a minute are they talking about mm -hmm. oral right now are Dang. they talking like it's it's mm -hmm. like i'm like wow okay god like you feel like that's off limits? No, I don't feel like off limits. Or uh -huh. what the pegging thing? No, <laughs> I didn't I, even think about that. No, no I don't. About oral. You no, like oral? Okay. I, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. You think anything's off limits sexually? That's in the thing. Marriage? I don't. I don't know. I I want to say, I want to say no. Mm -hmm. I want to say no, except for like other partners and stuff. Like because mm -hmm. again, that's biblical. Like you know, marriage should be you know between your husband and your wife, and in that marriage is when you do that. So it was between your husband and wife. So whatever y'all have can consent to. Now, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. If your wife doesn't want to do something, you can't just say, well, you were doing it. Or if your husband doesn't want to do something, you can't say we're doing it. But I think if you guys agree yeah. you want to do something, I think anything kind of goes. I think. But I I didn't think about it that deep like that. So mm -hmm. oh, I, that, it's just I a mind. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about yeah. that. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> that's funny. That might be a, a question to ask. Um, There's another question. I actually wrote out, um, I have a bunch of scriptures written out, and maybe I can read them. Um. But I have four questions I want to ask. I thought we could maybe go back and forth as we're kind of like. Let me ask you real quick yeah. before you ask those questions. Mm. Do you think sex is the highest level of um, intimacy with a partner? Uh, like, like, you know, you're talking about like physical person, like not God or something, right? No, like, like with your like Because I think the highest form of intimacy is your relationship with God when you have a real deep one because that is like amazing but um mm. with your spouse um yeah it's a good question um i don't i don't know because i i, I wouldn't say it's the highest form i think it's kind of like just like a like there has to be a highest form and then that is like a cherry on top that is like an additive that is like a thing because I mean, when you get old and then you can't do that, mm. you still have that type of highest form of intimacy. Yeah. You know, you don't just like now, you know, you're not able to have sex no more. So now our highest form is gone. Like, no, we have, again, this type of trust and bond and real intimacy that we were able to physically, you know, attach as well. So then yeah. when the physical part has to be gone because we just can't, which I believe we should be able to for a longer period of time. It's just what we're eating and what we're consuming and, and, and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. And I think they're trying to kill us. But uh, dang, I just got crumble cookies too. You did, and you got all chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate's bad for you. Nah, I just it's just too much chocolate. You don't know, like chocolate like that. No, that's true. Yeah, well, I like lava cakes and brownies, but that's it. But anyway, um, <laughs> lava cake is like the most chocolate chocolate. Yeah, you but that's can a have. different kind of chocolate though. It's different. I'm complicated, <laughs> bro. But uh, no, I, I um, yeah, highest form. That's a good question. I, it, I think. 
I don't know. I I think that's just like a, it's a cherry on top. That is very yeah. It's like it's different. It's a different form that that is unlike anything else. But I think you can that type of intimacy, that closeness. Again, I think that's established outside of the bedroom, and that's where I feel like I was always trying to nurture. You know, before that, and so it always was like yeah. It was it was kind of like that. I can't, bro. Yeah. It's, I can't imagine how many times I'm just listening to these people. Like, and but you gotta. Oh, this is it's funny, but. But yeah, what do you think? I'll say it like this. Have you ever like been dealing with a girl and then like y'all break it off, but then you still have this like urge to want to still like sleep with her? Like with the last person or whatever? Yeah, like, like you, anyone in general. It. Like you're talking to somebody and maybe you have sex yeah. and you break it off and you're like, you're yeah. done with her. She's yeah. done with you. Yeah. But it's like you still have this like urge to like want to have sex with them, but it's yeah. like. Bro, I'm, I'm you. like, you, I'm like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually never have. Uh-huh. I never have. But I will say this. There's been like, I've been, it's been times where I would miss, again, you know, that whole intimacy that's outside of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I would try to, I would I would miss that at times. That you would, have with that person That I would have with other people or whatever, yeah. I was like, man, like that was real. Or like, like even just like, it's, it's, it's so crazy how like even when you're in the world, like when you meet someone like, out at a club or something mm-hmm. like again my example meet someone at a club or something and then we just see each other for one day mm-hmm. like maybe just like this is one girl i remember she was in town she went to dartmouth or whatever she was in town just for like that couple days yeah. and we had like a good like conversation and all that and then i are gone forever mm-hmm. so it's like it's stuff like that it's like dang that was like a really good little like little one little like thing that came and gone and what if and you, you you might maybe think about that maybe but like even then I, you re- actually no I don't think about that because that's like a whole different thing unless it's nothing but it's never been like phys- like I miss like oh sex with this last person or that person nah I can say I never never that mm-hmm. it's crazy if you think about that mm-hmm. um, but I will say like there's been like man like there's certain attachments that you have and bonds that you made because you know mm-hmm. it's a it's annoying I can't it's so it's like so like deeply rooted it's a knowing that you know that that person knows that you know that that person knows Mm -hmm. like track that like it's so deep that is what you'll be like man you can't find that really in places Mm -hmm. but i know it can always be established Mm -hmm. and it takes time it really takes time it takes time with being honest with yourself of what you expect setting boundaries having another person respect your boundaries they respect your boundaries you communicate what those are you it's just got to be real it's got to be not fake it's got to i mean again everyone's always kind of a little different when they first meet you're on your best behavior you know i go i always clean my car you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. put on the little air freshener make sure that my you know i got the chelsea boost match odd you always go a little extra mile but yeah. Again, those are the things too that my dad always told me, which I talked about. You got to keep those up, but all that stuff, like, I don't know, like, it's those I would miss. It would never be like the physical thing. I can confidently say I've never missed a physical thing with any person from the past. Because mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, bro. If without the component of like knowing people, I I thought I was crazy. Yeah, I thought I was crazy. It literally is all the same. Mm-hmm. to me it's all the same people look different whatever but it's all the same it's it's what it is it's sex mm-hmm. it's all the same but it's always different when you have the other stuff different to me yeah so yeah 
I don't know if that makes sense. Unless maybe do you have a different perspective? Like you wonder other people or something? No, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I was saying from the standpoint of kind of what you said is like there is an aspect of the relationship is that that connection is different. Mm-hmm. Like when you're intimate with somebody, the connection is definitely different. It's a deeper level of connection. Mm-hmm. And like I think the more that you have sex with that person, the more that you're kind of like deepen in that connection and kind of deepen yeah. in that bond in a way yeah that's what the bible says like he like went and took her and he like knew her mm-hmm. like you're knowing someone like it's not like you out here just having sex like yeah you're knowing someone yeah like their soul it, like if i can it's you gotta abstain from that if yeah. every you can but i think you get desensitized and and you kind of just like oh it's not that deep it's not that deep and then the devil keeps telling you that lie that's not that deep mm-hmm but you know it's that deep mm-hmm. because you experience it yourself. Now you do it the right way. You see how deep it is. Yeah. But you just believed a lie. I don't know if I cut you off. Yeah. No, you're good. I, mm-hmm. But from like an intimacy standpoint, is sex the highest level of intimacy? Mm-hmm. I don't think it is either, but I do think it is a tool that um, is used in the confines of a marriage to deepen that intimacy, deepen that bond and deepen that connection even further um, and I think there's a Bible verse that says something similar to that. But um, I think if your sex life is off, like in a marriage, it's definitely going con- to it's definitely going to contribute to the erosion of other things in in your in your marriage. Mm. And I think other things are going to break down as a result of it because at the end of the day, like, I mean, we're humans. Like, we have yeah. desires. We have yeah attractions we have i don't want to say needs but that's the only word that's coming to my head right now is like we have needs. i think it's okay to say that word to be honest because in the bible it talks about like you know paul talks about how like okay let's say you know you guys are married like don't withhold sex from one another that's what i was talking about yeah yeah like unless it's just for a short period of time if you're trying to like you know make yourself separate just to be with the lord for a little bit maybe through a fast or something Mm -hmm. but i think he really says you need to join back together because i think it's showing that we do have like these needs Mm -hmm. um but yeah sorry to cut you off well i think that's like the scary part is like okay if you're building that bond and connection with somebody who's not your spouse Mm -hmm. and if you're continuing to do that like that could potentially end up in like i don't know how biblical do you think soul ties are like biblical like that um you know it's crazy because i don't know if the bible even says anything about it definitely doesn't have that word mm-hmm. i don't know if maybe it is like in like a greek or something but um i don't i was like i don't see anything really about that but i know it's that's it's there like it, it is mm-hmm. a thing i i think it's a thing it mm-hmm. probably is i probably need to look and find it i never really try to look and find it but yeah i think it is but I mean, there's nothing that can't be broken by the name of Jesus. Absolutely. I had to break my soul tie with other with everyone. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I really haven't even had sex with that many people, to be honest with you. And I know mm-hmm. like anyone outside of my wife, technically from God's standpoint, is a lot of people. But mm-hmm. even the people that I've had sex with, uh, it's not it wasn't worth it for me to like have sex with those people in order to not save myself for my wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not something I that you. I look back on and be like, oh, man, like that experience, that experience that I gained really helped me be more experienced for my wife or whatever. You know, how people be saying that. Yeah. I was watching Love is Blind and 
um the the women on the show they were talking about like oh like i need a man who like has had more sexual partners than me like i need a man to like teach me what to do and like you know show me the ropes and stuff like that it's like okay like you don't have to why don't have you learn sex it together with, yeah why don't you learn together well, everyone's different you might not even like the stuff that he might have picked up yeah exactly. it's starting over you're a new temple it's it's kind of like you learned about your relationship with god like you that's you're learning about your relationship with this person both like personally wise and physically mm-hmm. like let's not skip that let's let's yeah. start on the green slate mm-hmm. let's do it only in marriage though please but yeah but i feel like if you truly love somebody, if you truly have a connection with somebody, if you really care about somebody, yeah, it's not a, it's not going to be an issue of like, oh, the sex is going to be bad when we're married. Like, why right. should I wait till I'm married when I can just find out right now, like what it's like? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have that perspective, and do you really have unconditional love for that person right. that you're about to, you know, yeah. get into a, a relationship, a, a covenant with, you know, yeah. before God? Yeah, or is it just like? You know, is it for other, you know, ulterior motives that you're getting married? Like, exactly. it shouldn't even matter. Even if it was, let's say, quote unquote, bad. Okay, like, you're still my wife. I love exactly. you. Like, let's let's, let's talk can't about go, it. Can't get worse than this. That's what like, I'm saying. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. figure it out. What can I do? Like, you know, let's figure it out. It's not just like, oh, if the, if the sex is bad, then, oh, this whole marriage is just like, you know, screwed. So I might as well mm-hmm. find out, you know, what it's like right now. Like, yeah. no, that's a totally backwards way of, of, of yeah. looking at it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I and honestly, I I think it's it's hurtful too because uh, I don't know if I'm gonna uh, whatever. It um it's kind of hurtful because I was told, and again, this is like early on with when I was with this atheist person, right? Mm-hmm. I remember she said to me later on, but it's like I know you like you said. I think you said that just to just to prove a point. Um, but she said, if it, if I, if we, cause it's so, remember I told you it was so important to her. Mm-hmm. She said, if you was like bad, we wouldn't be together. Like she told me that. Like, so from the jump, like she made it seem like, kind of like how you were saying, people are like, oh, you got to test it out to see how it's going to be. Like, so that first impression, like was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be cool or whatever. It was like, yeah. I was, I'm not even joking. I, and I told her, I was really hurt that you said that mm-hmm. because th- that's, it's, it's it's so deep. It's so deep into it. So now it's not conditional. Even though I know it's not what you meant. And now it's not conditional. Now it's like, okay, you don't have this concept of people can change. You don't mm. you think that I'm gonna just be the same no matter what and just not listen to you if whatever. Like it was just all these things. And I, I got I don't know. Sometimes I feel like even with this topic, like I, I try not to talk about it too much, even though we've been talking about it forever, because again, I can't talk about it. I'm only talking about it and I wanna address everyone. I'm talking about it from a man who has done it wrong mm. and i know how god intends for it to be done now mm. even when i did know how god intended it to be done i did it wrong mm. because now it's too, it's like i i was in love with my flesh mm-hmm. i've tasted it so now it's harder to beat off that temptation because you've tasted it yeah. it wasn't hard to beat it off like all through high school because i didn't really taste it now you taste it now it's a whole spiritual thing to it i'm looking at it from this perspective and it's like, I just know God's going to bless that area of my life when I eventually get there. Mm-hmm. But I need you guys to know that, one, I feel like a majority of people, I mean, are just not, they didn't wait. That just seems to be the case. Yeah. But I love your testimony and just in general, like, 
we can see the flaws. We can see the lies that was told. You can. I personally saw the lies from my own yeah. like relationships and stuff. But yeah. knowing that God can redeem it, yeah. Please know that it's there's nothing. There's it's literally so amazing to yeah. wait. But the thing is too, we talked about how we you know think it's kind of cool that people like get married young and all that. Yeah. Again, don't get married just to try to do that. Just to have sex. Just to have sex, because people do that too. Yeah. Don't do that. Establish all this other stuff, because sex alone is not going to save your marriage. No. But all the other things that save your marriage can save your sex. It doesn't work the opposite way. You know what I mean? Let me say that again. No, I think when you lead with sex in your relationship, you feel like everything revolves around that. Exactly. And that's not the way you should be doing it. Exactly. You should be leading with the other aspects of emotional spiritual intimacy that don't include sex yeah and then once those are concrete once those are solid and you know assuming that you're married then yeah go ahead and do that yeah you know but even like my testimony don't look at my testimony and be like oh well you know you were having sex before marriage and like god redeemed it and you even said like it felt great like no 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 no. i'm not saying it as like a like a like a a positive story i'm saying it just like you said like i did the wrong thing and by the grace and mercy of God, he still allowed me to taste, you know, a, 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 a glimpse of, you know, that true, pure form of sex as it was intended to be. But why not just save yourself like 100 percent for your spouse as opposed right. to like going down the route that we went, you know, down? Yeah. Like learn from us, learn from what we're trying to tell you, learn from the game that we're trying to give to you, like what's to say like a wise man learns from the mistakes of other people, like learn from our mistakes of us telling you, like we have been in the world, have had partners. And at the end of the day, like you said, like it's just sex. Yeah. Like we put it on a pedestal so much. Exactly. Like don't put it on a pedestal. Like actually we do put on a pedestal. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's so crazy. It's so much. It, it's the world wants the us world to. The world wants us to. Yeah. And it's crazy too. Cause if you think about it, like, again, the, the truest form of intimacy is your, I believe your intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, that part is missing mm-hmm. the physical part of it. But, but I'm telling you, I have you, I know many of you watching can agree. There is literally no intimacy more intimate than that where it's like you're fully fulfilled. So how is that the case when you're fully in the spirit? You know, it's not saying it's like that all the time. I don't feel like that all the time. I'm telling you, I struggle with praying to God. I struggle talking at times. But when I'm in it and mm-hmm. it's disciplined and it's consistent and I have a, a deep, like, going relationship, yeah, it's like I, this, I've never felt anything better than this, no matter who a person can give me, no physical, nothing. So if we can do that, Again, I'm always big on like emulating the things of how God does things with us. Mm-hmm. I think everything is a is a is an emulation of how things are. Like you know, marriage is obviously is, is a it's a copy of how like you know the father and the son, or excuse me, the the son how he you know the church is his bride, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So, um, I really believe that you can have that type of like closeness if you can have that closeness with God. I do think you can have that class of closest with another person. It's not the same because it's different with God, but that's the like goal, you know, just like with yeah. love, like you can love God and you can't even see him. I think you can, and it's unconditional. It should be unconditional, by the way, if you love God conditionally, 
I think we still have a lot of growth to do. That's just me personally, because again, God has already gave us everything from the jump. So we love him because he loved us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But once you grow in your relationship with God, now you you need to, I firmly believe you need to love him. Even if you weren't ever to do anything for you ever again in your life, you need to have that, that genuine, undeniable, unconditional love for him. And you're only brought to that through trials and tribulations and growing your relationship. I believe we also know God is not going to do that. He's a guy, he knows you need a roof over your head. He knows you need clothes on your back. He knows, he's a generous guy. He loves to give gifts, right? That's who he is. That's his character. But that's not to say you don't, you need to love him for what he can give you, mm. though he will give you stuff. You need to love him unconditionally. And it's only in that space of love where you can go through trials and tribulations and issues with your marriage and all these different things, bad sex with your marriage, all that stuff, mm. and still find the intimacy that you feel the void in yeah. because it's always going to be with God. Yep. And I do think you can emulate that with another person. But it takes the same way that we relate with people, the same way we relate with God. You got, it takes commitment. It takes consistency. It takes yeah. time. It takes being truthful. It takes being honest. It takes not keeping a record of wrong. Like, let's just, let's just, let's not play games. Can we just be real with one another? So I'm praying that these marriages, you know, just people watching, I'm sure they're married. I'm praying for your marriages. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Marriage is such a beautiful thing. You have two people that have the image of God. They have, they both were made in the image of God. And these two images come together and make another image. Mm. But what is, what is, it's like a, it's, 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 it's so deep. Mm. You're one. You're one. I, I don't know. And you know what the Bible says, like whoever God brings together, let no man separate. So, Wow. If it's that deep and if it can be that amazing, let's work at it and let's know it's going to be work. You know, and we again, we get too we get too like infatuated with being like annoyed and just like constant, you know, instant gratification. We talked about the other time, like, mm -hmm. oh, man, let me just, you know, I get bored with this app and go to another app. Mm -hmm. Get bored with this app, go to another app. Let me check out this. Let me check out this news. Constant stimulation, constant stimulation. We're more stimulated than any time ever in the world. Facts. I mean, I can I personally, I gotta get better at this. I'm look I'm being stimulated on my phone looking up songs while I'm driving to change the song because I need to be stimulated. And it's so yep. funny with songs, like if the song starts getting boring, I change it. Mm -hmm. I can't just listen to a whole song. Mm -mm. <laughs> like I gotta man, you know, uh it's funny, like there's this song. Um, <laughs> you know that uh that firm foundation song, right? Like for example, mm -hmm. that like when that when that bridge comes, right? When it goes, when it's like it's like it has a little piano or something, mm -hmm. and then it goes wind came wind blue. Like I yeah. wait for that, and it's like that's the highlight of the song. But it's like sometimes after that is over, yeah. Unless I need it another one more time, yeah. I am over the song. You skip it. I skip it. Now I need to do another song that's gonna be another highlight. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to it. And I and it's so crazy. And this is I use that as my highlights of my relationship with God. Like I'm gonna listen to this and I'm gonna listen to that point and I'm gonna have it while I'm in prayer and it's gonna come. And now my point with God is gonna be the highest because I'm looking at this point because now everything's you know synchronized and it's at the point. Yeah. What? <laughs> we do the same thing, I think, with our relationships. Mm. I, I think we do the same thing in our relationships. We look for these like high points and it's like, you know, God's always with you, yeah. whether the high points or the low points, it's always the same. You can never do anything to make him love you more or less. He, he loved you and died for you before you even knew anything about nothing. Yeah. He loves you unconditionally. 
with your husband, with your spot, with your spies, with your wife, spouse. Don't stop looking for these high climax points. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have this one great sex. We have to like you need to have all the other stuff. Um, last point I'm gonna make. Mm-hmm. Um, David uh, Jordan Peterson, he's like a he's, man. I love listening to this dude. I can listen to him like all day. It's like hard to follow this dude sometimes because he's so smart. You know yeah. Jordan Peterson, right? Yeah. He said something about relationships one time. He said it's not if we can get the small things right your marriage can be saved. But we're always worried about the big things, like, you know, having the house or having the car or having, like, whatever the bigger things are. If you can get the small things right, like the way you greet your husband, the way you greet your wife, the way you smile at their appearance, the way you compliment, all these little things, because all those little things happen more times than even the other stuff, like the Mm. vacations and all that. You don't go on vacations 40 times a day, but you come into interaction with your spouse 40 times a day. How is each of those interactions? So if you can like literally perfect those small interactions, again, my whole idea of just setting the environment right, making everyone comfortable, having communication, being all that stuff. If you can perfect those, everything will come and be good. Yeah. I don't know. I hope that makes sense. I think sometimes I feel like I think too much. It makes sense. And I get kind of too... Like, hey, Elliot, relax. We're just trying to. I think we're always looking for like the big moments in the relationships. Yeah, it's man. Like, what's the next? Like you said, what's the next vacation? What's the next? Yeah, like know, I'm bored. Let's. What's the next dinner kid. date? What's the next like yeah. X Y Z? But it's like, I mean, majority of our life is in the small moments. Exactly, and that's why I live for those small moments, man. Mm-hmm. I and if live you can for find it. somebody that you can. Mm-hmm you know, be friend in those small moments and, mm-hmm. you know, spouse to be, that can be intimate with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking sexually, but can be yeah. intimate with you in those small moments and can appreciate and have joy in those small moments with you, then mm-hmm. that's something that you definitely you need won. to cherish. Yeah, you won, for you sure. Won. Yeah, you won. Because it's even in those you small won. moments with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, just those intimate, quiet moments. It's not like he, and then he'll finally bring you those big moments. Like you finally, the thing you've been praying for finally happened. Yeah. And it's amazing. It is. But it's those smaller moments, man, where you really know him. Mm-hmm. That's good. I didn't ask you those questions. I don't know if you want to maybe table it or we can just go through it quick. Or you can just pick which one you want to answer. Because okay. we're going for like a while, huh? So it's four questions. One was what regrets do you have about premarital sex? We kind of talked about that. Mm. If you could, okay, I was going to say, if you could FaceTime your younger self at any specific moment in time and you knew you were about to mess up sexually, what is that time and what would you say? Mm. If you if you think of anything. Because I noticed, bro, like God has tried and he has, like, gave, you know how the Bible says, like, you, all these temptations come, but God will give you a way out. Yeah, I literally have seen the way out. I'd be in moments, and I'm like, God, give me the way out, and I'll I'll see it, and it'll be like, perfect, let's go, bro. I remember. I don't talk about that. You get so excited to talk about it's cause it. It's because this is because the conviction I'm, hits. You, yeah, because I'm like, like, I just, I, I just, I just don't, <laughs> I just want you guys to know this. I like, I just, I feel like I can't talk about this sometimes. Cause I'm not married, but it's just what I did when I was in the world. You feel like you're glorifying it or yeah, something? I do, and I, 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 feel, I feel like I, I don't have a good way of communicating to show that I'm not. And I think don't like you know me. Yeah. You know, my girl knows me. Like, food, I, I don't know. I just worry sometimes, but this guy's been giving me ways out. Like one, like I'll just say one time like, I was with somebody that met me at the bank, bro, and like. I know she. I didn't even know she had a kid, and her kid walked in. Like, 
mm. in the like middle and it was like a whole thing it was like perfect my way out like mm. it's all these little moments and just even like you get a phone call or like bro i can't bro i'm not gonna lie i think you even like very very early on i don't know if it was you or actually no i don't think i knew you at the time for this example i don't know but god gives you ways out but what what is a specific moment where you can like maybe call yourself and just say hey don't do that if you can think of it what what is that time frame and then what would you say um i would probably say the first example that i gave of losing my virginity mm-hmm. because even like from all aspects of it I don't want to be like too graphic and I'm not trying to glorify it either, but from all aspects of it, it wasn't even like, it wasn't like good. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. It mm-hmm. wasn't good. She wasn't satisfied. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was awkward. I, I I felt, and this is the messed up part. I felt accomplished because it's like, I finished i accomplished the mission of getting on level with Mm. you know not being like oh my girlfriend slept with you know this dude i didn't even sleep with my girlfriend so i felt like i accomplished the mission but it was like there was more tension between us not like good tension but negative like tension between us afterwards so it was like all around it is crazy that's crazy how that happens so it's like all around Okay, what did you do it for? To for your pride, because you accomplished the mission. Mm-hmm. Like, so it would probably be that moment, mm-hmm. and I would be like, "Bro, like, first off, you're not even finna be with this girl anyway. She don't like you like that. She gonna cheat on you anyway in a few months. Like, bruh, it ain't even uh. worth your time. Second off, you heard about Jesus, bruh. Mm. Get close to that dude mm. and wait till you're married. That's probably what I would have said." My hard hit itself at that time, you know, I probably would have just went with my other head. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I, you probably would have listened to yourself because if you saw you picked up the phone call and it's you in the future, like, yeah, this is me. I think yeah. you listen. So I think you. Went. Oh, I that's feel what I'm talking you. about. Like right now, like if I called myself yeah. and I, you know, look like this, I'm older. I got a goatee now and all that, and I'm like. Yeah. What? Hey, it's me from you from the future. Don't do this. You're gonna listen. <laughs> you know, I really what? think. I'm like, I'm fly. I'm yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, dang, I'm kind of I got a car. I got a whip. <laughs> I don't live with my mommy and daddy right now. Oh, snap. all right. Uh, okay, I guess I ain't, all right. <laughs> I ain't playing video games like all day no more. <laughs> Bro, I would tell myself, um That was a good question. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I thought about it. Uh literally in my cubicle when I should have been working. <laughs> um for me, it would be the time. So I I was dating this one girl and we broke up, but then she wanted to get back together. And we were like kind of talking again, but I was kind of conflicted about getting back with her. But we started talking, but then I found out from someone else, this dude at the gym who, you know, he was actually, you know, I wouldn't say he's my friend, but he would have been my friend in high school, but I actually got into college. He was just someone I'd hit up to go to like party buses with, go downtown with like a wingman. Like yeah. I would never talk to this dude. He's like, Hey man, you, you free tonight? I got this blah, blah, let's, let's ride together. And we both just try to collect together, whatever. He had sex with, with her and I introduced them together. And because I was like, when she, and I helped her move, she was like, 
in the same community complex as like the guy. And I was like, wait, my friend lives over here. So I introduced them. I was like, blah, blah, blah. So all this, so this time, like, I don't know if she was unfaithful throughout the relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But you have, I mean, we're not together anymore. Like it's whatever. But I still was like hurt. And I was hurt two ways. One, you were like my friend, which yeah. he wasn't, but he was. And you only know her because of me. And you, girl, you think you really trying to take, trying to, what? <laughs> I, when he told me, I reacted so out of pocket that I, <laughs> I'm not even going to say what I did. You know what I did. I'll tell you about the story, huh? I forgot. I'll say it. I, uh, oh man, I remember, how old was I? I must have been 19, maybe, maybe 20. I I was at the gym. I'm hitting shoulders. I he he I saw him at the gym. He was like, "Hey, um, you know how you doing?" I was like, "Oh man, you think about going to the navy?" Because he was about to leave, go to the navy. He's like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that." Blah blah. I was like, oh, "Man, it's been a while since I seen you." Blah blah. He said, "What's up with you?" I was like, "Oh man, I don't know. Like, you know, what's the name? She's trying to get back together again." He was like, "Oh, where?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I don't know." And I respect him for telling me. So he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't. Okay, for sure." He left, and then I saw I had a missed call because I finished my set, and then I, I saw he called me back. I called him back, and he was like, "What's up?" He said, hey, "Man, I just want to say, don't get back with her." And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Bro, we've been, we, we've, we've been having sex." And I was like, "The first instant." And this is my thing, bro. I don't know what it is about me. Like, I get so much peace when people tell me the truth. Like, I really just do. It's weird. Yeah. The first thing I said to him was, "Bro, thank you so much for telling me." Wow. Because. One, you didn't have to. Yeah. Two, it's hard to. Yeah. Three, like you respected me enough as a man to tell me something that even though it was hard, you told me. This is why, bro, I'm telling you, I respect so much honesty and hard conversations and getting through stuff. I'm telling you, it makes every relationship perfect. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. I said, bro, thank you. I wasn't his boy or nothing. Like, I was like, what? I, I said, thank you so much. I hadn't, there was nothing with him. Yeah. It was like, thank you for telling me. I left the gym. I called this girl. She didn't answer. I drove to her house. I'm on 40. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm on 48. Actually, no. I was, I've never been this mad in my life. I was on like 5,000. You finna choke her or something? No, 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 no. But I was, bro, I drove up. I was driving reckless. That was back when I had that O2 uh, Accord, bro. Yeah, that little, my baby. I, bro, I pulled up to her house. I was like, like pull up kind of thing. This old lady, sweet old lady. She is like, young man. She's like, young man, you shouldn't be driving like that. <laughs> Bro, I looked at her. I said, <laughs> I'm not going to say the word. I said, shut up. <laughs> you don't know what is going shut on. Get, I said, get back in the house. Oh, I was like, did Bro. she get back in the house? No, she was like, she was just like <laughs> I didn't expect that. Like, Bro, I was felt so disrespected. Like, you don't know. Like, you don't know what I'm dealing with. Like, yeah. kind of like with the whole dog thing you were yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I was, I've never done this. In, I've, I've never. I know you, you probably like, what is it? I think I might have told you this before, but it's so out of character. I remember now. You t- okay. I banged on her door. And, bro, this, this is her. She had a roommate, a gay roommate that I did not like. Mm. And I know he was in there here because she would he would try to say, Oh, Elliot's lame, he don't smoke weed, he don't pop pills. Like, what is that about? We should go out to these festivals and all that stuff. And she was like, Oh no, I like him. All stuff. And I knew she was he was in her ear and I knew he knew about it. And I know he like was I knew he had to know about it. Yeah. So yeah, I was 
you was talking about like it was on tour. I I literally had the mindset of going to him and literally like breaking this dude's every bone in his body. Mm. It, I was like, but no one opened the door, nothing. I call her. I left a voicemail. I was like, "You dirty!" <laughs> like it was bad, bro. I was. It was bad. I said some foul things, and I was. I'm telling your mama what a like, you know, promiscuous woman you are. Like all, I said all this stuff that's like, I have. I don't know why. I've never would think that. I. I. I it was. It was like. I, I, I was like take. I was taken over. I was hurt. I was embarrassed. I was everything. I was lied to. I was deceived. All that. I went home. I lived with my parents. I went home. I sat in the dark, bro. <laughs> I was in the living room. You laughing at my uh, my hurt, my pain? <laughs> nah, that's funny. I was sitting in the dark, bro. In my living room. I sat there. I just sat there. It was. It had a literally like probably thirty three minutes went by. I'm sitting there like this and just like shocked. I'm just shocked. And my dad comes down. He turns the light on. And he looks at me. He's like, "The heck's wrong with you?" And I looked at him. And this is the first time I ever cussed in front of my parents. I cussed at that time. Um, I've never cussed my parents. I looked at my dad. I said, Daddy. I didn't cuss at him, but I said, the B word ain't the S word. I said, Daddy. It ain't. It ain't. Yeah. And, I, and then he was like, Well, I could have told you that. And I was like, That is not what I wanted to hear. But my family, too, bro, it was always tough love. Like, in a way, it was love, though. It was very, bro, yeah. I had so much love. But it was also tough love. I could have told you that. Like, could have told you that. And I was like, I went home, bro, and I prayed. Then you know, I prayed to God. I said I wanted to die. Wow. I said, God, I don't. If this is what, because I was literally deceived. Yeah. And I, I was deceived. And I was like, okay. Um. Wow. Because I mean, I was in a relationship with this person. Um. So I was like, I was hurt. I brought God. I don't want like I I um this pain. I ain't trying. I want to die. Mm-hmm. And I said, but God, I'm so I bro. I pressed into Him so much, and He sustained me. It's so weird, bro. I woke up that next day, and I felt like I was a brand new person. Wow. I can't believe it. It was just completely transformed. However, this is where I say to answer the question: If I can go back and Facetime myself and stop myself from doing something from that moment. I've been literally God, bro, I'm telling you, like, it's a miracle. God can literally change, like, it's crazy. This girl, coward, didn't say anything that whole next day, next couple of days. Then she texted me this long thing, apologized, all that stuff. Bro, she even later tried to, like, get back with me once I, you know, again, I was not in the world. I mean, I was in the world, but then I started being on fire for the Lord, and her dad was a pastor and all that stuff. Like, she was like, oh, oh my gosh, I messed up. Like, I'm like, no. Again, I ain't no simp. But um, that's not to say you can't forgive. I forgive. And I forgive. But that don't mean you got to just take them back. Like, no, you do what's best for you still. Yeah. Um, and, you know, see, if you know, all that. But anyway, from that moment, I was literally, like, comforted mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit in a way that was literally like a 180. I've never had the greatest pain in my life, like, not physically, but just inwardly. Yeah. Into now having the greatest like peace. Wow! It was so weird. I'm to this day I've never experienced really anything like that. Wow! But in that moment, what did I choose to do? I chose to be a dog, and that's where my dog season went. I got on Tinder, and I again I was always respectful. Always treated people right. Always made an environment like I was talking about to have girls be comfortable, so they can give it to me, and I don't gotta ask. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. But it was all 
from a place of hurt mm. and I and then now the 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 balls in my court I've been like cleansed I've been redeemed you know all that stuff but now what did I do with it and this is where I got to we got to remember to nurture our relationship with the Lord I chose to go into the world while I'm also trying to battle my relationship with God like trying to like grow in it mm-hmm. I knew nothing bro nothing it's so crazy um but yeah I turned to a dog I met with so many people I've had sex with so many people I've, you know, all this little worldly stuff and all throughout it, it was like, this ain't fun. This ain't really it. But I'm getting some kind of like, my pride is back. Mm-hmm. My pride is back because I was hurt from some girl. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So I can go back, FaceTime myself. I was like, Elliot, don't download that app. <laughs> crazy, that was a right? a really good story. Yeah. It's crazy. You would never expect that. <laughs> I mean... That's crazy what she did, for real. That's crazy, right? You gonna try to get back with me knowing you did my friend? Have you talked to her since? No, uh, yeah, I have, actually. Uh-huh. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Yeah. You know what's crazy? Uh, so we went to church. We actually went to the church I went to. Um, I saw her at church that next, like, next Sunday or whatever. After you cussed her out? After I did all that. And uh-huh. then I spoke to her. I saw her, and I went and sat right next to her. Wow. And she was floored by that. Mm. But I genuinely have a good way of like separating things. Like, okay, right now we're in the house of the Lord. Like, ain't no, you don't belong here. I belong here too. Mm. We all are sinners. We all fall short. We all come here. You're not, I'm not better than you or nothing. I go to my normal spot. She's, she was there. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to sit there. I'm surprised she came to church. She's crying. And like, she obviously is like looking at it and like, you know, I'm seeking God, I'm crying, I'm hurt, I'm blah, blah, stuff, all this stuff. But I was like so fine. And then, but she did text me. She was like, I was so surprised that you were able to come and sit next to me. Like, you didn't have to do that. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? The fact that you thought that I need, do you not know what this is? This is a whole different thing. I'm not, I'm with God and you're with God. And we're all in this room. We all sinners and we all need God. Yeah. So even if you hurt me, I got to put that aside. And I, it was real though. It's, I can't explain it. It was real. It's like, no, it's fine. Like, it's, it's cool. But yeah, um, it's crazy, bro. Wow. But yeah, we talked after that. I think even afterwards, like, cause she went, like, she stayed in college. Like, she's she's actually a doctor now. Um, like all this stuff, and uh, um, but then we spoke probably like at least once before, and it's like you know she apologized for that and all that, and it's and it's like fine, that's all good. But just no, we're not ever, never, ever. And it's not to say I I ain't forgive you or nothing. It's just no never (laughs) and so now obviously i'm gonna you know think by the grace of god in a good relationship and god willing that'll lead to to something that can glorify him yeah um but amen but yeah that's crazy crazy story um we had an hour and a half yeah i'm not gonna lie to you i gotta go to the bathroom bro dang okay that's pretty much it i was gonna also ask what lies did you believe about yourself sexually as a young man we talked about that a little bit Mm. but also, what is Jesus saying to you about the kind of sex life he has for you? If you can think. If you can we can maybe just table it if you gotta go to the bathroom, because I know when you go to the bathroom, you know, you can't really think right. But uh man, he dead roses. I mean what's his name? The dead palm tree. Dead palm tree. I, know. I need to get a fake one. That one over there is fake. Oh, that's good. I need to get a fake one. Uh, we can table that. Um yeah, I got to think about that, bro. Okay, now it's good. We, we can just pray out. I don't think about that. I've been holding it. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Dang, I feel you, bro. <laughs> Let's pray out.
That's for Al. All right, sounds good. Oh, man. Lord God. <laughs> Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your faithfulness to us. Thank you, Lord, for your love that is outside of this world. Thank you for being a God that will never hurt us. Thank you for being a God that will redeem our hurt. Thank you for being a God of restoration, to care, to restore our lives, to even care about it. Thank you for being so intimate. Thank you for being so present. Thank you for allowing us to grow and, and trust you and grow in the knowledge of who you are. I thank you for all the moments that might be seen as trials that people face in their lives, Lord, but there are opportunities of joy, opportunities to get close to you. I thank you for this conversation, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you plant the right seed that was that needs to be planted through the words that we placed. I myself, Lord, you know I fell fell short in that in the area of premarital sex. I know, Lord, that you have the covenantal right way of this institution of marriage to which that is supposed to be established, Lord. And, and I know that's, that's a, it seems like it's hard to obtain. I pray, Lord, that you encourage each and everyone watching that it is something that is worth the wait because it's so powerful. I thank you for blessing us with the opportunity to even experience in that type of physical uh, relationship. I lift up my brother Nick, Lord. I pray peace over him. I lift myself to you as well, Lord. Bring peace over me. I lift up all the prayers of each and every one watching. I pray peace over those as well. Hmm. I thank you for being a God of peace, Lord. I bring. I pray for peace over the land of Israel right now. Hmm. As you see the trials that they're facing, Lord, it's unbearable. It's barbaric. It's horrific. Your children are being decapitated. You're, it's, uh, I pray peace. I pray freedom. I pray restoration. I pray love. I pray salvation. I love you, Lord. I thank you for who you are. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Episode four in the books. Episode four. Quatro. Yeah. You know in French is cat. It's already a cat. You gonna look it up? You know I took French in high school and college, bro. You don't believe me? This dude don't believe nothing I say, bro. <laughs> you looking it up? It's not cat like C-A-T. It's called like cats. It's like pronounced that way. Four. No, say, put it in French. The translation. It's not four. I mean, you, gotta, you didn't. Four. You didn't. It's in French. I said four in French. You gotta do it on the thing. What you mean? Give me your phone. This dude don't know. It says that. English to French. Okay. Cat. There you go. Cat. Wait, hold on. Let me see. Let me the people here. Cat. Sound uh, like cat, don't it? Yeah, it do bro. You don't like believe cat. me. It do sound I like took cat. French, bro. I'll be able to talk to my family and I forgot it. You wild, Episode four on the books, yo. You wildin', bro. All right, All right I gotta go to the bathroom, bro. All right. I'm sorry. Love y'all. <laughs> <laughs>